Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Oh, I didn't think you would start with me. I was about to clear my throat. And Amy. Hi. And today we're just going to take a look at the last Warhammer preview, as well as just kind of take a look at the, you know, the year in review. It's been a pretty good year for 40K and Games Workshop in general. But, as always, I'd like to start with hobby stuff, and we'll start with Amy today. We'll give Jeff a chance to, to take a drink of his throat. So I, um, I started a new job, which is great, and I love it, but also it is right now... Um, crazy holiday season so i have jumped in feet first into that whole thing um so i have not done a massive amount of hobbying i did look at my terrifying calendar and see how soon adepticon is so i did pull out all of my orcs that were sort of everywhere and i have put them in a central location so that they can (laughs) become somehow a cohesive army Uh, a lot of my orc boys are on 28s which is not ideal um but they're blank, like they're just plain plastic, and so I don't mind rebasing all of them anyway. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that's where I am. It is it is coming fast, kids, and I am not prepared. Yeah, scary close. It's, you know, the yeah. the buying the ticket was usually like the wake up call, but they pushed that back to January now. Yeah, it takes like a yeah. month and a half out of that wake up call time. Yeah, I remember a time when I would be buying that like the day like. On Halloween, I think, or the day before Halloween once, just I was giving blood that day. And just before going in to give blood, I was like on my phone panicking <laughs> that I could get everything purchased in time. And now, like, we're not going to be buying this until probably, what, New Year's? That's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the third week of Jan- January or something like that. Yeah. I had to do it. Um, I had to do it. I was the first ever PAX Unplugged, which was in November. And I had to do it from the convention center, which was I remember horrible. <laughs> I think you yeah, well, Wi-Fi have to at convention center. Yeah, great. January eighth, January eighth yeah, at two p.m. Eastern, one p.m. Central. Did, does it say when the event previews go up? Is it the end of this month? Must be. Yeah. Uh, the forecast for the cart preview is um, December sixteenth. Gotcha. Ooh, That's so about soon. A little over a week. Yeah, I'm not nervous at all. Like, this is, like, it's just a preview. So, like, I'm going to look at it from an entertainment standpoint. But We have a day to fill. I, yeah, but that's it. Like, Maybe. it's a day to fill. It's probably not going to need, like, I, I doubt it's going to be one of those events. Like, oh, my God, I need to absolutely get that. And, like, it's, it's going to yeah. be Thursday. Thursday is usually Thursday's not. Thursday's tough. Thursday's tough. There's never anything on Thursdays, which is good. Like, you get to relax and shop. That's mm. how I wound up with a gargantuan squigga. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. How, how about, about you, you Matt? Oh, I was going to say, yeah. how about you, Jeff? Uh, actually, I have been hobbying a lot more than I thought I would. Usually November is not a good hobby month for me because I, I participate in other things. But I have been um, trying to fast track 
all my kill team gallo dark scenery mm. because I want to play some kill team gallo dark. And I, as long as I'm doing kill team gallo dark, see, Games Workshop did that thing where they put out a bunch of cool army sets, and usually I'm pretty good at not doing, you know, not yeah. jumping on board with those. Yeah. Mm. I have never bought an army set for the holidays. I always look at them. I salivate. It's all good. You know, I do the typical thing. Um, except this year, I decided that since I was going to be doing some kill team, I wanted some new, <laughs> a new kill team. Cause why not? Like, why keep this simple? <laughs> and I went ahead and I decided I'm going to do some, uh, some death guard. But <clears throat> because my, my brother at the same time decided he was going to do some thousand sons, I and he started like painting some thousand suns. I, I got jealous <laughs> instead of waiting <laughs> for the giant box as I was supposed to. I I went ahead. I went to the Games Workshop store downtown and I got myself a box of uh of uh, of Plague Warriors. Plague Warriors? What are they called? Plague Marines. Anyways, Plague Marines. Yeah, Warriors, Marines, whatever. So and here we are. <laughs> I so I've been I've been painting those, trying some new techniques, and it's it's been fun. So I've been doing I've actually been hobbying a hell of a lot more than I thought I would uh, nice. for this end of the month. And I've got big plans for as soon as I'm done with my team tournament stuff. Did you um? <sighs> did you get the Council of the Death Lord box? Yes. Force? Well, I I or get it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm gonna. I uh, I have it ordered or pre-ordered, and it's it's gonna be good. It's a good box. These boxes are, well, they're, they're always like this, but like massive value, and yeah, cool. <laughs> More models. <laughs> it's great. Not it's not a problem at all. Did you uh, get sucked into any battle forces, Amy? No, no. I I've been good because. I have too much stuff anyway, and I need to get that cleaned out first. But, like, there's a lot of promising stuff on the horizon for next year, and Mm. so I'm trying to behave myself and prepare for that inevitability. Or to console myself if it doesn't happen. Either way. (laughs) I I broke and got the the Stampeding Squealanch. (laughs) Okay, so... I really wanted the Stampeding Squigglelanch, and this is the only smart thing I, I did. Like, I, I instead of just going ahead and saying, yeah, I'm going to get the Squigglelanch, I I did uh, this thing where I left it up to fate. And <laughs> I, just, I just told a few key people that if they were looking to get me something for Christmas, well, um, that was an option. And if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. But it's not. It's no longer in my control. Yes. And my control is the worst control. So <laughs> yeah. here we go. I kind of left it up to fate too. I would, you know, they it came out Saturday. I went in on Tuesday, and they only got like two or three of each. It's like, well, if they have one left, I'll pick it up. And of course, they have one left. So, but I figured I'm not getting new spiders, so we'll go with squigs. There you go. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I should I should rebase my spiders. I've got like thirty of them. Nice, unplayable right now. Eh, yeah, but they're nice models though. 
Yeah, dude, they're fine. They're fine. Um, I have played a couple games of 40k. Um, some smaller games, five hundred point games. Anyway, um, uh, with the new Astro Militarum Codex, one of my friends was very excited about it because he's a big guard player, so he wanted to play some games. We just played, uh, like I said, we, we played a thousand point game there, uh, and then I played uh, another five hundred point game for something we'll be able to talk about later. Um, and I, I haven't really um, put anything together though. My one other one of my friends has been playing. He's putting together League of Votan Armory, so I, I held off on doing anything with those, so he can uh, he can play with those, and we don't have to like do a mirror match. You know what I mean? Mm. So mm. holding off on that for now, but getting a couple games in, and uh, you know, I'm sure it'll drop off as the holidays approach. But always gets busy, and then ramping up again for Adepticon. So I, I played a game too, but I don't want to talk about it too long because it wasn't wasn't great for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I dug out my old tower against some uh, some Elder, some Eldari or some Craft World, and I don't. There's a lot of the new models, and when I say new, I mean anything past like fifth edition that I don't have for Tau. And I thought I'm going to compensate for all this with just like the massive amount of fireworks I have, and that did not work out <laughs> at all. And I kept blaming the Fire Warriors for being terrible and just being very angry at my army list. And But in hindsight, I realized, wait, the terrain was just like one massive line of buildings right in the middle of the table. Yeah. Mm. Blocking line of sight. <laughs> so maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. What am I, an expert? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I got massacred. Oh, boy. I didn't even get to shoot with my tanks. It was terrible. I had fun because my opponent's a nice guy and we had a good time. I just ate some burgers and all, but well, that's good. <sighs> yeah, our our gaming space is awesome for that. Yeah, I keep hearing about that store up there. Yeah, just come to Montreal. I'll show you. I know. I gotta go sometime. Yeah, you, you both should come to Montreal. We'll record a show and play some games. There you go. See, you you can expense it to the company. That's right. <laughs> I'll use my corporate credit card. Yeah. There you go. See? You have mad solutions. Guys, remind me to get a corporate credit card. <laughs> we will do. <laughs> well, since we last recorded, we did get the Warhammer preview back uh, towards the end of last month, and we got a good look at what's coming for the new World Eaters. More specifically, we got to see um, a, a new group of eight models. Um, the eight bound madness. These models, these guys madness. are like power armor. We need half of that. <laughs> it's it's great because they take a dude, they put him in the box, they shove eight demons into him, yeah. and then then whatever comes out of the box is is good to go. <laughs> well, if. If it comes out of the box and it's good to go, then great. But it could come out of the box and not be good to go. Oh, sure. That's always and a that, risk, obviously. That. But of course. I like yeah. that they're not just putting out, like, oh, here's a bunch of figs and cool. But, like, giving them the, the appropriate violent and creepy lore of uh, that, that goes with it. Yeah. That's, that makes yeah. me happy. Because only is there the eight pound, there's the exalted eight pound. Which are yeah. just a little more possessed than their than their other, other 
friends. But yeah, these models uh, look sufficiently uh, terrifying. I like the chain blades or uh, chain saws just coming out of the middle of a hand. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty neat. Very, very world eatery with all the pipes and attachments everywhere. They look great. Yeah. I mean, it sucks a little for the dude because, I mean, what if he had a hobby? What if he needed that hand? What if he played violin? Like, you don't know. No, now it's just violin. Violence. Yeah. I'm so glad glad one of you picked up the baton on this. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Very bad joke. I'm upset about it, honestly. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. It's fine. (laughs) And and also, we've got some... um, Fashion-specific cultists. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, I like those guys the most of everything. Like, yeah. Because they, they're, like, I like I donate blood regularly, and it's nice to see some people are making good use of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're looking at all the other amateur cultists that only carry one close combat weapon. Mm-hmm. They're all carrying around two. I mean, if you're gonna work for corn, yeah, you, you better be. Know. You better wear the t-shirt and uh, get the the proper merch. <laughs> and if that merch is like a pipe with a bunch of nails through it and a hacksaw, like, that's the merch. Yeah. I do. Um, I like this though because the right Zinch has the Zangors, um, Nurgle has the the plague. I don't remember what they're really called. Poxwalkers. Poxwalkers. Yes. And now we have the jackals here, so. But here's the thing: uh, Nurgle has poxwalkers, but also has Nurgle cultists. Ah, true. Yeah, they do have both. They're cheating. Well, I guess. Yeah, there's a, no actually no Zinch cultists. There's cultists. Just the... Yeah. Not on the 40k side. Right. Sigmar side yes. has them. Yes, so. they are over there. Yeah, it looks in, uh, of course, the Lord on Juggernaut, which we saw previously, which uh, I think if, if I'm going to pick up one model, that'll be it. Yeah. It's just very, a very badass model. I am not picking up anything from those guys because, not because I don't like them, because I risk liking them too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not a chaos dude. Like, I swear I'm not a chaos dude, but I, I am currently that. painting a bunch of freaking dev guard because <laughs> of a dumb idea to make them for kill team. I'm highly su- subject to, to being influenced. If, I think you, you doth protest too much. You know, if I buy a Joggernaut and it's fun to paint, I'm going to go, well, I could make a unit of Joggernaut. And then the mm-hmm. next thing I know, I'm painting Angron. I don't want that. You know, that's how it starts. It starts with the kill team. Then, oh, well, mm-hmm. I should just get some more options for my kill team. Then, oh, well, I should just, you know, do a 500-point army, 1,000-point army, and then it's just... Oh, that's, this is a cool I model. I oh, am whoops. going to be painting more Carrion, and yeah, I'm going to so. get some Plague Crawlers and maybe some Mythic other things. Like I'm, I'm good. I got it. It's fine. I've uh, got a handle on my chaosy things, and and yeah. my my horse heresy army is gonna be a traitor army. It's all good. Like I'm I'm chaosing. <laughs> I don't. I just don't need to. And also, like, okay, so there's a way more complicated, much more important concern to take into account. Like. Usually I like to do my own color schemes for things. So, but mm-hmm. when it comes to things like say like Death Guards and and and, uh, 
and Chaos Armies, like the, the colors is very, it's kind of important. So I am painting my Death Guards to be green. And if I were to get like some corn, some world eaters, then I'd have to paint them red. And these are all chaos, so I need to put them next one to one another in the, in the display case. And now it just looks like a Christmas cake. <laughs> I can't do that. Like, I need to keep my display cases not seasonally thematic. So I can't. I just can't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the plus there's there's a thing that's too much chaos, right? You don't want to have too many chaos stuff I, in there, I, I, uh, especially with next yeah, year Eldarion because they don't. I'm like sure that, Amy's do. like really in favor of what you just said. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> silently getting mad at you right now? It's fine. It's fine. We all know. We all knew what this was. And we also get a little closer look at some of the uh, parts from the Corn Berserker box set. So lots of. Uh, winged helmets and and nice uh bespoke shoulder pads in there for the for the new kit coming up because when you think corn you think bespoke you do only the finest crafted skulls that's right yes lots of gold trim you gotta love painting gold trims best thing in the world sharpie baby yeah I have like five more Titans for my Titanic and stuff. I hand painted the trim on the first five, but the last five is really sharpie. I can't. Yeah. I, yeah. So long. So time consuming. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <clears throat> that isn't quite it. I don't think for corn, there might be one or two more surprises around the corn before we see the book, but this will be the, the first book we get in the new year. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what else comes along with it. We also get to see the House Cawdor Ashways vehicles. We sure did. I I can not. See, here's the it's thing. Wallace like, and I Gromit's keep... the wrong trousers. It's just <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that's it. That's the problem with it. <laughs> I mean, I love I, them. I, I would, I would absolutely, I would need to just. Do an entire penguin cowdor army yep. uh, yes. war band, and ah, uh, now I'm on board. God damn it, Amy! <laughs> <laughs> I was opposed to this, but now like penguins, Walsh and Gromit. I can yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna do it. But so the no, the, I love these stupid things. The cowdor Ridgewalkers. They're I think they're very decisive, whether you like them or not, right? Here's what no, I really that's the like problem. No, but here's what I really like about them. They're weird. Yes, they are very weird. And there are more vehicles coming. Yeah. For like the deluxe. And so I am like, yes, give me more weird things. Like, please give me the weird models and I will be so happy. Yeah, because they, they started out kind of, you know, the uh, the Goliaths had their like gyro wheel kind of things. Where, okay, those are a little weird. The the Escher kind of just got straight up jet bikes. Yeah. And these guys are like, here's some, uh, here's some weird robot things. I mean, you're forgetting that the Ash, the, uh, the, the, um, the, the Ashway Nomads also have bugs. They do oh, yeah, have but bugs. These are, yeah, these look like almost like the mechanical versions of those, right? Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah. It's clunkier, but, but yeah. Yeah. It's important to remember that some of these people ride around on organic things because organic mm-hmm. things may be what we see from 
uh, from other people. Like the deluxe <laughs> Ooh, huge floating use very freaking yes. weird science. So the idea that they're going to show up on like, I don't know, cyborg crocodile things or I don't know. Like, there's so many options <laughs> for weird things that we don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. There, there, there we go. So. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm divided on them. Like, one day I'll look at them and I'll go, hmm, these are kind of cool. And then the next, like, Niff, these are absurd. <laughs> I mean, they're both. <laughs> they are, they are yeah. definitely absurd. and But they, they have a, a neat look to them. I don't – there's the one pose with the leg way kickback, I think, looks – So dumb. Is, the, is the one that doesn't work for me, but the other two look okay. The one with the kickback leg can be easily um, oh, solved yeah. by – Reangling it on a on a tactical rock or some yep, for sure. Um, I just find him too plain. I think. You know, I'm I'm kind of surprised because um, when we first saw the Ash Waste, it, I I guess to me it seemed like the releases were going to come a lot quicker for it. Yeah, and I, I think also what what gets me is that Kaldor is supposed to be like the religious fanatics, and I was kind of hoping that would be mm. more reflected in their uh, Ashways vehicle type thing. Kaldor are they are like the religious fanatics, right? Nah. So what, well, out. they kind of they rolled. If you remember in Old Necromunder, there was the Redemptionists, and they're yeah, they hang with the Redemptionists. Yeah, they're they're like they're now kind of like the sub faction of Kaldor. So the the main faction is yes they are a little a little bit of zealots but then like the ultra zealots are in there too, but that's a different sub faction. So yeah, speaking of old stuff, like I can't wait until I hope one day they do ratkins again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ratkins were cool. Ratkins spires. Yeah, spires well, were my that favorite. Seems more likely. Yeah, well, we, that segs way that segues nicely into um, another fig that they previewed. I'll never remember her name now. It's here somewhere. No, neither will I. Like, but it's it's chick with two uh, two servo skulls three. holding her, three servo three, three. skulls. <laughs> I, that, oh, I'm, I feel bad now because I, I I corrected someone on Twitter about that. Well, I corrected like. Like they they were very happy for the two service calls. I say, oh, if you're happy, like you're about to get fifty percent happier because there's three of them, and I forgot there was three now. Yeah, Lady, Lady Hera. Yeah, the thirteenth daughter of Lord Helmower. Yeah, That's a lot of daughters. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think like he kept he was gonna keep trying to like get a son and then on daughter thirteen he's like, oh goddamn. You know I don't know. No, nah. nah, I think he's just this is this, this is cool. Like he's got oh, he's yeah, got those sure. thirteen dollars. He's got twelve sons. He's going well. <laughs> Man, he's just, he can afford it. This is a this is a very very ornate, very cool looking model. I love it. Yeah, it's her shoes that get me. Um, <laughs> yes, because they like she is on her toes and it is amazing. Everything about this. Fig is absurd and yep. I'm yeah, for it. sure. Like the good yeah. absurd, not, not yes. the uh, the ash waste vehicle. It, it definitely <laughs> shows the opulence of the upper hive compared to what your gangers are are rocking around in. Yeah. Like she probably left a bunch of her servo skulls at home because she was like three is enough. I don't need more. <laughs> 
<laughs> three's fine. Like if I bring more, like someone's gonna just pickpocket my. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. <laughs> gonna swipe a skull, little Malakin. Um. Yeah, but a very cool individual character model for Necromunda, and she's coming in the new year. Right off the bat. Um. So releases are are still uh. Coming from Necromunda, we also saw the Corpse Harvesting Party. Yes, we did, because everybody loves Corpse Starch. <laughs> yes. It is mandated that they do. I do. My favorite is, is the little guy with, with the, the beak plague doctor mm-hmm. helmet. Uh-huh. Yes, he is very cool. I, I just like the ensemble of them. I like that they're yeah. a party um, with strobe lights, probably. <laughs> just you know going to pick up corpses yeah might as well have some fun with it <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah it's very neat i like these little sets they're doing like these guys yeah. in, the, in the the lady that we just talked about um expands the world a, a little bit more it's got me thinking I... about like because we just had armies on parade which mm. my army schedule is never on par with the armies on parade because yeah. I'm adepticon orthodox. So <laughs> I I did have an idea for an armies on parade board that would be Necromunda because they keep putting out all of these like amazing characters and so now I'm like oh no. <laughs> See I I am I'm I just put in like this morning I put in a, a Fort World Order and it took Every ounce of self control I had not to just order um, the medic and lookout. I know. Mm. I know. Every time I order so anything good. from Forge World, there's always it's that so stop can... off in Necromunda to be like, yeah. uh, maybe. And Amy, you know what I'm doing with uh, with, with that Forge World order? Like that medic yeah. could have been converted to fit very nicely into my plans. It's true. So I may order them still. I mean, oh boy. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I've, I've got everything I need. I don't need more. You always <laughs> more. I, I want more. I don't need more. It's It sucks because I'm a fast painter. Like, I get yeah. a lot done quickly. But even then, it's just just too much. <laughs> it's almost a problem. I, some, sometimes I honestly feel like maybe Games Workshop is going too fast. But what are you going to do? I mean, how many people are like us, though, that are into, like, Everything, most right? of it? Yeah. yeah. Most people are smart and just pick one game. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that Games Workshop is... That's the thing. I think that Games Workshop's view of what they want their average customer to be is someone who picks between three and five games and mm. one faction per... Or any combination of what number of factions that gives. Sure. But not four faction per game, except yeah. seven faction for the core game. Which and, is every, where I'm and, at. and every uh, Underworld's Warband. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. That's a, that's a you problem. It is a me problem. Listen, you need to take back that the Cawdor ones are too fu- are too silly because they have bomb delivery rats here on the Forge World. And um, that is true. 
Yeah. I no no Cowdor as a faction is not silly. No, I just mean the. Uh, oh oh, you the, mean the the, the walkers like they have they have rats with. Oh. Bombs and candles yes. on their heads. Yeah. <laughs> Big no. Warhammer energy. I mean uh, Warcraft energy on these bad boys. And in that preview, you also get to see the first three books of the Ark of Omen, with the fourth mysterious book, Waiting in the Wings. Ordo Xenos, no less. Now, the seal that they have sealed this with, the Ordo Xenos seal, has some characters at the bottom, and I have yet to be able to decipher, but we we all know they mean something. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I want to know what it is. I'm sure they mean something, but here's the problem. I don't... I, I, I don't know that they mean something that we have the tools to decipher. That's possible. I wonder, you know, because the last, <clears throat> the transition from 7th to 8th, right, Necron, where they like came in and they got, you know, blew up in, in power in, in in the universe. So I'm wondering if, if some alien, some Xenos faction is going to come in and that's what's going to stop uh, Abaddon in his tracks, right, somehow. I have so many theories from yes. that. Yes, <laughs> and I, I assume they're going to be Yanari-based? No. That is just one of them, but here's the problem with the Yanari-based one. that We're thinking, oh, wait, Yanari? No, Yanari, it's the problem with anything that's Eldari-based is yeah. that... I mean, okay, there there is one possibility, but it's too far out there and it won't happen. Because if if Arkhavoman is all about like space hawks, like they say, um, like oh well, what would make a good space hawk? Well, an abandoned craft world. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's still Eldaris on there, so I guess maybe, but man, that's too much. It's just yet another craft world, just one that's you know odd. Yeah. But and, and like. The, the automatic thought is then, oh, how about exodites? Well, exodites tend to live on the exact opposite of, um, of, of space hawks. They live like on lush, animal-filled planets and things, yeah. on crone worlds. So as much as I'd love it, no, that's still not good. But if they're going the route of the um, space vermin for Rudd, mm. And now you have chaos doing like a bunch of uh, like a, I don't know if it's chaos. I, I, there's a thing like if if they're doing if there's a bunch of of space hawks being disturbed, then this entire race of space vermin may be going like I right, like enough, <laughs> stop messing with our stuff and like they rise up and they get organized. So that's a possibility. That would be fun. Um. Then we we have talked about like some other races that could be cool would be uh, anything that has to do with Blackstone fortresses. I mean, the first book is called the uh, you know Arcs of Omen Abaddon. Abaddon has a thing for Blackstone fortresses, and we know that there's constructs in there. Like, who do these constructs belong to? What do they do? Can they be a faction? How would Ordo Xenos react to that? So I don't know. There's there's a lot of possibilities. It'd be interesting if it was the vermin or because I mean that'd be two new factions in in two years, which is two new little guy factions. Yeah, which is uh, I mean just two factions in two years for forty k is a is a big deal for UW oh, God, agents, you know, great, several though. years in between. Well, 
That's that's the thing. Like, I would rather get two new factions, oh, even no, if for smaller sure. factions, than get or even three new factions in two years, than get a new edition. Like, I have yes. theories of what I would like them to do to move the rules of the current edition without doing the brand new thing. And I much prefer that and new factions than just we're starting over. Oh yeah, and I mean. Even Sigmar gets a new faction like every six months, right? Or they were anyway. Yeah, yeah and they, they they do have like small factions. Mm-hmm. I don't know Sigmar enough, and I certainly don't know like the the, the back end of financials at Games Workshop. Yeah. But if those are working well, um, of course Games Workshop might be looking at saying, "Hey, like smaller factions are giving us bringing us a lot of money and 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 new fans for Age of Sigmar. Let's do that for 40k." Yeah, it's a definite possibility. It'll be interesting to see what that last book ends up being. Because I'm sure, you know, they're holding it for a reason, right? And we're not going <laughs> to... It's going to be like, uh, here's Ark of Omens, and there's that Orozinos, because it's Ark of Omen, and we're doing a bit of death washing, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Are we doing anything special? Nah. You get another lieutenant model. <laughs> Just like Psyche Awakening, lieutenants for everybody. They learned. Um, they have to Yeah, learn. they must have. <laughs> um, and we did get to see a good, get our finally our first good look at Vashtor. Uh, I'm just going to let Amy talk. <laughs> Listen, this is, so this is where the, the Ordo, the Ordo Zenos book being a new faction is maybe not because I, I feel like I'll be so disappointed if they don't give me Dark Mechanicum at the very yeah. end. Like I'll be so disappointed. Like it'll it'll pain me. It'll hurt me and everyone around me. Um, <laughs> that's not true because this model is so beautiful that even if like if this is all I get for now, I guess it'll be fine because I love everything about it. So I like fun. that he's wearing his surprised face. He is wearing his <laughs> surprised sure. face. And he's got the he's got the, the tech priest hump, like the hunch, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like Call does. And he's got the wings that aren't wings and oh god, he's so cool. <laughs> this is my chaos god, right? Like I, I like the other chaos gods and, and they're a lot of fun. And while he is not yet a chaos god, this is the one that I go Oh, he feeds, he's like the, you know, the chaos brought about by creativity and invention. Yes, excellent. A plus. I'm in. Very good. Very good fellow. And there's lots of little details on there that you, you know, every time you look at it, you can find something mm-hmm. new and neat. Like, I didn't notice the flamer until like the third, in, in the middle of the claw until about the third time I looked at it. Yeah. Lots of very cool stuff going on there. Um, did they say what book he was going to be in? He's getting his own book. Oh, that's right. He's we don't know. Two, right? We don't know if he's going to be out before then. Yeah, yeah. But we get I, it's Abaddon, Abaddon Angron, right? Is that the second one? I, I don't remember if it's Vashtor or uh, Vashkor or whatever or Angron first. I think it would be Angron first. No, yeah, Vashtor is the third one though. Yeah, but that's I couldn't right. remember yeah. what the second. Yeah, one. Yeah, Abaddon Angron Ash. Fashtor. And he's got the he's got the hammer which can both create and destroy. Yeah. Hot damn. Very cool. Very I mean, 
Psych Awakening wasn't very exciting to me. This is what yeah. I'm excited about. Yeah. As we've seen with the new ways to play the game, with the you know the smaller enclosed boards, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and, like I said, way more interesting than the lieutenant drop that Psych Awakening was. And the buy a, buy this book for this these two rules that yes, you really want. Yes, thankfully this is just here's the way to play this game. So I'm sure his rules will be separate somewhere else because he said there's not going to be rules in these books. Or yeah. You can only get in there. So. The, the, the question, though, is that so far, and I mean there might be more shown later, but so far all we are hearing is that they're putting together Vashtor. Um, but because that sounds a little bit like psychic awakenings like here's a new book and here's the one model i'm yeah. really hoping that's not the case i don't think it will be yeah hopefully not and i mean and like they said right this is these books are going to be new ways to play 40k too right? right so there there won't be army specific mm -hmm. rules in any of these books which is nice yeah no and and i'm, I'm hoping that's it yeah. Because that's the thing, like, especially for looking, like, I, I've mentioned that I'm not in favor of a new edition, but if they're doing Arcs of Omen and then switching edition, that is like Psychic Awakening. That yes, is the sure. same mistake. Even if they don't put, like, army-specific rules in there, we're, we're still doing the same thing, where they're going to be good, giving us, like, here's some new a new way of playing 40K for three months. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm hoping they won't. Because I'm ho what I'm what my hope would be is that we we do Arcs of Omen and we finish up the Kill Team season because they are running parallel and they are mm -hmm. in similar things. And then yeah. whatever happens next with Kill Team, like presuming that you know things go well with Arcs of Omen, which I don't see why they wouldn't. You know, it'd be like, all right, well here's your new. It's like the it's like a step up from Crusade. Mm -hmm. right it's like, like this is what you do after and and like g give me the next one being like the absolute opposite like okay this is close quarter stuff the next one is on death worlds yeah and here's here's where we get the exodites here's where we get the new catacan models here's where we get this here's where we get that like there's so many things they can do by doing these thematics Right, and it's ways. It's more ways of of being able to add to armies without us having to start over all over again. Yep, yep. exactly. Mm. Imagine like Death Worlds, where you have rules where you can set fire to a forest or something. <laughs> Do you Man. guys remember the? Oh, I know they had a fantasy one, and I think there was a forty k version too, where you had the the map tiles that were hexes. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. They, yes, um, I forget what it was called. Um, I have the fan. I have the fantasy one. One of somewhere. them was Mighty Empire. That Mighty, was a fantasy yeah. one. Yes. And, I uh, don't think the 40k one had a special name. I could be uh, wrong. That set, Amy, should you ever decide to get rid of it, is about five hundred dollars. Holy moly! Because, yeah, a lot. I we played. We did do. Um, my, uh, one of my friends had a set of both, and he mixed them up, and we did a couple campaigns using those. It's a lot of fun. So this is what I'm saying. Anymore. She's on eBay selling yeah. them right now. <laughs> Hang on, let me list this real quick. New inbox. Um, no, so I, I like, I, I could foresee on a big world like that yeah. doing something like this. 
right? Like where you're like, all right, well, let's put down the next tile and this is where we are. And so let's, you know, all right, so this is jungle fighting. Great. Here's the rules for jungle fighting. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a, here's a plane or a desert or whatever. I mean, that's the thing, like long term, like give it five years, right? Where you end up, okay, these are your 40K rules for fighting in a ship. These are your 40K rules for fighting on a death world. These are your 40K rules for fighting, I don't know, in, in a city. Uh, where you cross over with Necromunda a little bit instead of uh, instead of Kill Team. And you get enough of these rules that you can have like a rule set for every single type of tile. And in five years, they put out the tiles, they say, all right, well, we have a game that's in a city here, and mm-hmm. we have another game that's going to be in a, an orbiting Space Hulk or a Space Hulk that's, um, that's crashed on the planet. Like, the stuff you could do if you end up having enough side rules like that instead of doing a new edition could be tremendous mm-hmm. yeah for sure if you think about it long term enough right if you don't have to think about starting over again mm-hmm. i i'm really hoping that um it'll be a you know 10th edition will be like a nine point nine point one, right not barely barely changed just updated and consolidated rules and faqs and stuff but Right, where you could, if if you've got the old book and and all of your FAQs, that's fine. Yeah. You're you're still fine. But if you want it all nice and neat, yeah, you know, it would just be like one of their, you know, one of their yearly tweaks. But they decide to call it tenth edition, right? And then you could get a they I'm, do they up do print an updated rule book, which you can get if you want, or if you're, like I said, you just have your your updated rule book with the new FAQ that lists the changes between nine and ten, and you're fine. The few very small ones. Please don't make me learn a new game again. Like, don't make me learn a new game. Mm. And way more to the point, don't make me buy a bunch of new codexes again. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make the community buy a bunch of new codexes again. That's the tough like, part. Because codexes are kind of like a big big income stream for, for them. Right, That's but the even thing. if they're, like, last edition, they put out two Space Marine Codexes and two Chaos yeah. Codexes in the same edition. Like, oh, yeah. you can put out an updated Codex. That's mm-hmm. fine. We don't have to burn it all to the ground first. No, exactly. And, and that's the thing. Like, put out put out Codexes that just, like, I have no problem believing that they would sell these Codexes anyways, even if they were just... Here's the book. It's the same thing as the previous book. We've added a bit of the like we've added a couple of pages for the lore since then, like for mm-hmm. the Ark of Omen lore, and we've added whatever units has have been added since then. But if you don't want to buy this, right. yeah, if you, you don't, don't want to buy this, you can still play with your old codex and and just use facts. Like I want I want us to be able to move from from having to buy new codexes and start with a blank slate every time to having the option of just keeping on. Yeah. And for my favorite armies, the ones that I play a lot, I probably will buy the new codex anyways. I just don't want to start yeah. over. You know, what I would love is if they, you know, they do a new codex for 10th edition and it's got changes in there, right? Stratagems get changed, special rules get changed, characters get added, whatever. But... Here's your physical copy for $40, $50, whatever they go for now. Or here you can download mm-hmm. it for your for your 40K app for 5 bucks. 
Um, or just here's the rules for free. Yeah, they're not. I don't think they're going to do that. But if if they had the option of just doing it in the app, which is not something they have now, right? You buy the you buy the physical copy, you get both. Right? My my opinion remains that whatever they don't sell, like if they if they start giving the rules for free, whatever sales they lose in codexes because of it. And they're still going to sell codexes because that's where you can put the fluff and the art and all that stuff. Whatever they lose, they will gain back in model sales. And in new players. And in new players. Because if you're not putting that barrier to entry quite so high monetarily, you're a lot more likely to get new people. Because, like I've said, I've I've done the experiment before. In Canadian dollars, getting into the hobby is roughly a $500 initial drop. You get a Combat Patrol box, you get the core book, you get a codex, and you get a handful of paints, you are at about $500. Yeah. That is massive to get people into the game. Yeah. And be like, you can say, oh, well, they can buy like a starter kit at Eldrick Omen or Indomitus. That is. That scratches the surface of the game. It does right. not get you into it. Right. So and you know, a lot of companies are, are, are doing that too, right? Like um, Infinity and Malifaux, they have free yep. apps that have all the stats for all the stuff in there. Yep. No, no salesperson from Games Workshop or otherwise has sold me more model than me owning a copy of Army Builder. Mm-hmm. Being able to sit down and fantasize army lists oh, has sure. made me go buy a bunch of things I did not need. We used to play <laughs> army building. That was just like a game we would play. Yeah, no, exactly. And 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 here's the thing: like, it's all about budget allocation for players. They're not like for the most part, they're not going to say, "Well, I'm saving sixty dollars on a codex. I'm going to go invest it in more avocado toast or a mortgage." <laughs> They're like that is still hobby budget. It's oh yeah, right. hobby sure. budget that goes into that's uh, a tank. the next skill team. Like it's a tank. It's it's a new unit. So they're still gonna see that money. They're just probably gonna see more of it because, like Amy says, new players are gonna be easier to seduce into the hobby. Yeah, you hear me, Games Workshop? Do as I say. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. Do it. I know better than you. <laughs> I, I have done zero marketing studies. <laughs> Because I'm from the internet, I know That's more. Right. I know, I know all. Ask me how to fix your car, I'll tell you. Um, and so, uh, we also get to, they're updating the Aegis defense line. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. That's, I have an old one kicking around somewhere. Um, but this one is a, a much more updated version and has a nice little uh, sort of center section to it. Uh, this is not something I was expecting to see at all. No, but kind of nice. out of nowhere. Like, yeah, for sure. I wonder if it got delayed. Like, maybe you know yeah. what I mean. And they were like, "Well, it'll come out when it comes out." Yeah, I, I, I just feel bad for whoever had to paint it and paint. If you look at the pictures, like all the rivets are painted like a, uh, have a green on them. Yeah, they all have the verdigris <laughs> on them. Yeah, whoever That's did that, so I, I feel for you, buddy. That's uh, jeez. Oh, because there's only well, about 800 I mean, per little section. I mean, it's just a little product. You put the verdigris on. It does. Like, it paints itself. <laughs> yeah, right. But nice, a nice little update. Uh, probably, you know, goes along with with the new Astro Village Charm Codex quite nicely. 
Although they do, uh, they do show the new command squad sitting behind the, the front lines there. And they got we have a little expansion for Kill Team, the uh, Critical Ops cards, yeah. which are very much like Warcry cards, where you just use uh, a few little different, like one for deployment, one for the missions, uh, and lets you set up games of Kill Team. Which is nice, because so far, um, you know, we've, we've gotten the, the books with the different specific missions in them for the campaigns. Um, but now this is just, it's like a quick way to play, like Open War for 40k. Yeah, I love it. Like, I love the, like, let's just quick set up a game. Well, it's been my favorite way of playing games for 40k is using those cards uh, that that they that, that we got, um, where just mission cards, just We've got you've got three packs or four packs of uh, of cards, and you just pick one for the mission, one for the special rule for the mission, uh, one for objectives, and then you 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 do secondary objective if you have time. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Don't have to mess around with the book. You can keep the cards out so you can re- reference them easy. So uh, as, if that's the same thing for uh, for kill team, like I'm I'm in. I'm sold. Yep. And the um the deployment cards which of which there are uh nine for the board they don't have a specific board size attached to them so you can work for you can make them work for the new kill team you know with the like the the boarding space hulk stuff or the older kill team which is kind of like the more wide open board they should be able to work for either one that's cool um taking a closer look at them so, uh, very nice little quick expansion there. Um, I have played a couple games of the Open War cards, and just JFC said you had two, so definitely a much quicker way to play than uh, than trying to get some more specific, more detailed stuff going on. It it has become my uh, my way of playing 40k. That is that that is how I do it. Like uh, the, the the game I played against those Aldaris that kicked my ass. That's that's how we did it. Like we, because it makes it simple. Like we just show up at the store, we order drinks, we order burgers, we set up while the order is coming, we eat, and then we play. And there's no like flipping back and forth in the book and all that. It's yeah, wonderful. It's it is the best way of doing 40k, as far as I'm concerned. Well, for pickup games, that is. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, it just it takes cuts so much more so much time out of the game than if you were to play the full matched play setup, right? Yeah. Which is great. Especially when you're looking for a quick game. Um, so it's been... I'm always looking for a quick game. Yeah, yeah but if you time. are, this is the way to do it. Yeah. I said, I'm always looking for a no. quick game. Yeah. I thought you Let's said I go. wasn't always. I don't know. So, uh, pretty, pretty big year for 40k. We got the League of Votan. Um, which was a, a big surprise, a great surprise. That they and, swore was not happening. Yeah, even weeks before it happened, they said this, we're not, this is not. To happening. be fair, no, it's not even that. I was going to say, to be fair, they said squats weren't coming back, but they did that too. So yeah. it was all just lies. <laughs> well, cause I, I, I think like at some point, maybe like three, three or four years ago, they, there was a meeting and they said, we've become too predictable. We need to do the one thing that will put us in a position where no one's going to see anything we do coming anymore forever. <laughs> and people said, well, we, we've just did Sisters of Battle. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. See, Sisters yeah. of Battle... 
like they they were we kept putting out books and putting out rules and the metal models were still available on the site they they had their own little section like that was predictable we need to do something really out there and and so squats were born it's also it's a good way and this is again like just i'm clinging to this hope but it's bringing back squats is a good way of saying we're going to be doing some wild things. We're going to be bringing some new things into this setting. Yeah. Brace yourselves. Because also you don't want like, oh, here's, we're, we're bringing in the rud or we're bringing in like the, the cat people from the eastern fringe or something. Like you can't bring a new faction in and not bring back the squats because then you've got an entire freaking section of the hobby, hobby population going, well, what about squats? <laughs> yeah, I would. I wouldn't even blame him. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, what about squats? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it definitely came out of nowhere, and it was a a great surprise. I think they did a really good job with how, with how they handled it. I mean, this year we had about oh, ten codices this year in total. I think. Oh, jeez. Started off with custodes and and Zero cults in January. And actually, even more than that, because Astro Militarum just came out, and Votan before that, so yeah, it must have been 11, 11, 12 codices this year. That's I don't want to do that again, guys. I don't. It, I don't it's definitely. Do it I mean, if, if you look back, like 2020, 2020 right. was it was very slow just because of what was going on. So they're like, right. all right, we're gonna cram all on this here. I guess, but like, look at it from a collector's point of view. Oh, it's sure. untenable. Like, you yeah, cannot have that going on forever. No. Especially, I mean, if, and I, you know, I agree with you too. When now we can look at like tenth edition. Okay, well now we got to do another. You know, we had the fifteen we had before, but now we got to add on another, like a League of Votan one, a World Leaders one onto that too. You know. The bigger the game gets, the more codices you have to update if you're gonna do a new one every every edition. So, yeah, yeah, you can't, you just cannot do that. No, but um, did you guys vote for the model of the year? I did. did. What did you vote you guys for? Want to share? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you guys feel comfortable sharing what you voted for? <laughs> I don't, I don't um, talk politics, so uh, yes. <laughs> I wound up <laughs> I wound up voting for the um the I can't even remember what their actual faction name is now, but the Age of Sigmar, the the new Orky people, they're um The Cruel the, Boys. The Cruel Boys. Cruel the boys? uh the sorcerer there with the pot with the goo in it and the little buddy stirring the pot. Uh, it's just cause you like to cook. Yeah. I just thought <laughs> it's a it's a it's a killer model. I had a, a tough model. choice on that, but that was the one that when I scrolled through the list, my heart went, pick this one. So I did. <laughs> I, I looked at all the models that I painted this year and I thought, what what is the one model that I had the most fun painting and putting together? And it turned out to be the um, the, the, the Parasite Mortrax. I, that would have I, been I, a smarter way for me to do it. And I would have voted the same way as you had I done so. Because because that's the thing. Like I, I'm fortunate enough that I painted mm. a button of mm-hmm. models this year. Like very fortunate that I got to do that much. So I 
I wanted my my criteria to be more than I think it's pretty or like I got this in my army and it's got good rules. <laughs> uh, I really wanted like a model that I thought was cool looking, but also that was very that was as entertaining to paint as it is to look at. Yeah, and that turned out to be the parasite. Parasite was a blast of paint. Yes, yeah. so really much fun. Cool like it's it's fun. It's dynamic. It's it it pushes the design of what we expect from Tyranids just a little bit forward while not being too different. It's a joy to assemble. It's got a little bit of detail, but not too much to be like to, to become a chore. Yeah, I loved it. It's my vote. Not gonna win, but my vote. I voted for Grinkrax Loon Court because mm. I was on. I just bought my Squid Galanch, and I was on a little. I, yeah, I get that. Gobble high. It's fair. It's got a mushroom trumpet in there. I like that they announced it as part of the model of the year voting before they announced that it was coming out this yeah, right. year. Like they'd previewed it and then like the next week, like then it was on the voting and I was like, oh, all right, I guess I should get ready for that. <laughs> um, but that that's who I voted for. I wonder, it'd be interesting to see what wins. I think there are... Um... There's some good contenders. It was, it's been a really good years for year for 40k I'm, models. I'm already for, for, I'm already prepared for my vote for next year. Uh, oh, it's gonna be Vashtor? It's gonna be Vash. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're gonna have. <laughs> what to what work if he really comes? Hard. He's got a bunch of fiddly bits, and you need like five tweezers. To, I don't care. Five We're tweezers like, and two assistants this, to put them together. This this model. We, I don't care. This model was so highly detailed. We're doing it Forge World only. Don't, oh don't, no! Don't, don't you put that evil on me? That would be awful. I will cry. That would be the worst. That would be so bad. I would be so mad at Games Workshop if they did that. Oh, I know. <laughs> Here's our big new, our big new centerpiece model. It's Forge World only. It's like two hundred bucks. No. But, and it's limited don't. edition. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't, don't do this to me. Um, yeah, there were definitely a lot of, a lot of good, good choices this year, and I'm sure next year will be the same. Yeah. Um, probably not Listen, as many horse uh, models next year, but that's okay. Yeah, they they went pretty hog. Like I I love that it's Games Workshop decided to prove me as wrong as possible with my estimation of how horse heresy was going to play out. Yeah. Right. yeah. I was like, ah, oh, no, you know what? This is gonna be an expansion. We've had horse heresy boxes before. Like that, maybe they'll do a tank. Like just for fun. <laughs> Here's six tanks and absolutely everything. Four dreadnoughts. Like, like we're we're actually just decimating the Forge World catalog. Right. <laughs> By the time we're done, it, you won't even go to Forge World anymore. It's not gonna be worth your time. <laughs> And not, not just that, like, my other prediction was like, yeah, I'll be a nice curiosity, but I've got enough games, he said, ordering shoulder pads. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, whatever. It's <laughs> all right. We'll play whatever, almost any game they produce, so. That's true. At least once, maybe. Mm -hmm. I No, there's stuff I don't have time for. Play. Like I haven't played Titanicus yet. I own it, but, but you own it. That's that's yeah, important. See, that's uh, is that you own it? A, I'm such a rube. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm a mark. Oh, for sure. This this will be so cool. I bought the uh, Curse City expansions. I haven't yet to play Curse City, but I bought the expansions. I mean, it. same because the, because because yeah. we know, like 
we're not going to be able to get them later. Yeah. So it's fine. And and hopefully someday we'll play Curse yeah. City. Yeah. I mean that's that's how I went into um Blackstone Fortress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same I have Blackstone Fortress too. I'm not doing both though. We're the worst. <laughs> we are the worst. You put you sign um, So that'll be coming probably next year though. Will be whatever the new Warhammer quest is. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. I can't. He might go back to 40K. If they go back to 40K, I'm in trouble. They should be going back. Like, tradition tradition dictates. I mean, tradition is two games so far, so. There's more than that. For Warhammer Quest? They've had Black Sun Fortress. Silver Tower was the one before uh, Black Sun Fortress. That's something about Silver Tower that I completely forgot it ever existed. Yeah. Because yeah. there was only one box set and like a yeah. couple of character box sets in that case. Well, it wasn't the event that. No, it, they didn't make it out as big as uh, Blackstone Fortress or Curse City. Definitely didn't. <laughs> Fools. But something else to look forward to in 2023. You know what? No, I, I don't. I don't have time. <laughs> Fine. I'm, 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 I'm cool with like, them having uh, a bit of a slowdown. <laughs> <laughs> like keep putting out yeah. armies I'm not interested in. This is why like, oh, World Eater is fantastic. I don't give a damn. Yeah. I, mean, theoretically, I don't right? want yeah. to give a damn. The first half of the year is going to be World Eaters and then the uh, Ark of Omen for 40k, so you have time to focus on Age of Sigmar instead. Yeah, uh, I mean, it all depends if I'm getting those that squigalanch, but even if I'm not, like I'm probably I will be um I'll be rebasing and and uh Enhancing those uh, those spider riders of mine, so mm, fun, mm. fun. Mm. Well, everybody, this is our our last show for this year. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. I mean, it could be. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say it is just in case, because holidays are coming up and time gets weird. You know. Yeah. Gets warped, yeah. so it may be, it may not be, but let's assume it is, and uh, we'll fix it up from there. Yeah, I, I'll just you know. <laughs> Anything we won't after even, we'll even mention that we said it if we record another one before the end of the year. So yeah, yeah. the next one will be the last one. Um, but please head over to our Facebook page and tell us what Battle Force you picked up and what you're looking forward to next year, and what let us know what you voted for for the best model. I'm interested to see what what people voted for. If yeah. you feel like sharing that with us, you can talk uh, miniature politics with us. It's okay. <laughs> we won't judge you. Or, well, we might, but we will. But no, but I, it's I. Fine. I have learned, like, if there is one thing I never judge people on is, like, miniatures. That's I am, true. I am all accepting. You want, like, well... I, almost every year I play against the dude who does the, the, the Hello Kitty Marines I and the friendly. Those. And, like, if I can accept that, I can accept anything that's not hateful and stupid. I just want to yeah, know, like, like I, I'm interested in why it's your favorite model. Yeah, for sure. Like, like yeah, why, no, why did you pick this model? Because every, I feel like maybe not every model, but they're like Pokemon, right? Like everyone is someone's favorite, and uh, that's good. There's a like how Darktide has the Poxwalkers. Darktide hmm. has the Poxwalkers in the lab coat, and it brings me joy to see them. <laughs> they are cool. And then I kill them. <laughs> well, you got it there. You got it. They are very bad. Yeah, they're not. They're not doing anything nice or productive. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we uh, might talk to you before the new year. 
But if not, enjoy your holidays. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.